Chasing Greatness, a Rookie Roundup, and more on this episode of Breaking Bears. Welcome to another edition of Breaking Bears, the show all about the Chicago Bears here at 24-7 Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Boylard. In a minute, we'll be joined by Matt Urich of the Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports. Got a big show today. We're going to be talking Roquan Smith and his chasing of the Chicago Bears legends, all those legendary linebackers, and his pursuit of all those great names in franchise history. We'll talk about the rest of the rookies as well since the Bears had Ricky Minicamp over the weekend. And then we'll talk about a guy that they got from Last Chance U of all places. If you watched the show, you probably recognize the name, and you'll be following him now with the Bears. I need you guys to vote in the poll. I also need you to drop your questions for Matt in the comments section now. And also, later on, stay tuned because we're going to be opening up the phone lines and you'll have a chance to ask Matt a question directly via the 24-7 Sports Hotline. All right, on that note, let's welcome in Matt York of the Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports. Matt, what's going on, my man? Hey, Kev, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Good to see you. Glad you're here for another episode of Breaking Bears. You ready? I am always ready. All right, well, let's jump right into it then. I asked the fans already to start voting in the poll. Well, right now, I need you to do it again right here. We have it below. Who will Roquan Smith, or Roquan Smith will be the next dot, dot, dot. Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Mike Singletary, or Dick Buckus? Some big names to choose from there. Please let us know in the comments section. If you don't think Roquan Smith amounts to any of these Bears legends, Drop it in the comments and let us know why. But right now, Matt, I want to get your take. Where do you think the fans will stand on this one in regards to Roquan Smith and all these Bears legends? It's tough, isn't it? I mean, we've heard comparisons already. We heard uh, Mike Singletary made some comments saying that he thought that Roquan reminded him a little bit of Brian Urlacher. Urlacher, of course, going into the Hall of Fame a little bit uh, later this summer. I, I love the comparisons of Lance Briggs. And, and while Briggs and Roquan are a little bit different in terms of what's going to be asked of them here in Chicago, I think his game translates a lot to, to Lance's game. Lance was really good at the point of attack, really good sideline to sideline. I don't think Roquan has those same deep coverage abilities that Brian Erlacher had. And then in terms of like a guy like Mike Singletary or even Dick Butkus, that's about as legendary as it gets in the city of Chicago. If Roquan can have a career half uh, the level of those players, I think it would be a, a great outcome for him. But I definitely, I see a ton of Lance Briggs in his game. And Bears fans know just how good Lance was in Chicago. And uh, they'd be pretty happy if that's the way this all works out. A lot of fans do know how great Lance Briggs was. But a lot of fans in the comments section are questioning our decision to c include Lance Briggs with these legendary Bears linebackers. But, Hey, we had to make it a four-answer poll, so we threw Briggs in there, and I think it's a pretty nice comparison. I think the Bears will take a Lance Briggs. Jacob in the comments says that Roquan Smith will make a name for himself, and some other folks here 
saying Ant saying Roquan is going to be a monster. So Bears fans are excited about Roquan Smith, whether he turns out to be one of these legendary Bears linebackers or just a linebacker all his own. Regardless, the Bears are excited. So let's talk about him some more. He's the eighth overall pick in this year's draft out of Georgia. He was the 2017 Buckus Award winner, if that sways the vote at all. He's 21 years old, six foot one, 225 pounds, and he's going to probably start for the Chicago Bears this year. So we want to know, Matt, what is the outlook for Roquan Smith? You predicted that Roquan Smith would be the defensive rookie of the year. What makes him the lead candidate for that position? I think first and foremost, this defense is going to really play into his strengths. He's going to play that inside linebacker position next to Danny Trevathan here in Chicago. And the fact is he's going to be working under a, a terrific defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio, uh, someone who is very highly respected. Glenn Pyers, the inside uh, the inside linebackers coach here in Chicago, another guy who can get the most out of Roquan. I think the fact is that Roquan is such a good tackler and so good, like we talked about a few minutes ago, sideline to sideline, he's going to be able to make an immediate impact here in Chicago because this system is going to rely on him to be that run stopper. You're going to see Trevathan probably, probably be more of what they consider the joker linebacker in Chicago, meaning he's going to drop back and coverage a little bit more. His skill set's better suited for that. Roquan's going to be a guy who's going to rack up tackles and tackles all over the place. I mean, the kid, he's going to be in the backfield. You're going to see him sideline to sideline. You're going to see him making plays all over the field. So I think he's going to amass huge numbers from a tackling perspective. So I think that's going to really put him in the front running to be the defensive rookie of the year this year. Let's talk a little bit more about those huge tackling numbers that you mentioned. I mean, he had a huge college career. He got better every year. And the last year that he was there, 2017, he had 137 total tackles, 14 of them for a loss, also had six and a half sacks. As you mentioned, he's going to be lined up right next to Danny Trevathan, a former Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos before he landed with the Chicago Bears. So let's talk about what Roquan Smith can bring exactly by the numbers to the Chicago Bears defense. Can you predict Roquan Smith's final stat line for his rookie year in 2017, 2018? Sure. Yeah, for, for me this year, I see, I see Roquan definitely going over 100 tackles. That should be a no-brainer. The other thing I, that I think is going to be interesting is the fact is the Bears have not done a lot in terms of adding pieces to the outside linebacker position. And while Roquan's not going to be lining up as an outside pass rusher, we saw last year in Georgia, the fact is he can get after the quarterback and they could use him in a variety of different ways. He could blitz the quarterback, do a lot of different things from in that regard. So I think we're going to see that from him this season. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see him over 100 tackles, maybe four, three, four sacks, something of that nature. And I wouldn't be surprised to see an interception in there either because we talked about uh, the fact is he's not much of a guy who could drop in coverage. Not that he's bad at it. He's just never really been asked to do a ton of it. But I still think there's a strong chance you could see him uh, get himself at least an interception this year as well. 
Jim in the comments section wants us to pump the brakes a little bit because Roquan Smith hasn't even played an NFL down yet. And okay, that's fine. But he has attended rookie minicamp over the weekend. And the Bears got their first look at what he brings to the football field, even if it is just in the practice capacity during early offseason workouts. But can you tell us, Matt, you already told us the statistical advantages of adding Roquan Smith. What else does Smith bring to the field that maybe you can't read about in the stat book? Sure. The biggest thing with him is I think the Bears got themselves a true leader and this defense and really this team as a whole has lacked leadership from really since the Brian Urlacher era. Granted, Charles Tillman was a strong leader, Lance Briggs as well, during their remaining years in Chicago. But I think in Roquan, you get a guy who is extremely well-respected by his teammates at Georgia. I think that's going to translate immediately here. There's already been some rumblings that people believe he's going to be the guy wearing the helmet with the green sticker on it come Sundays, meaning he's going to be the one calling in the plays in the huddle, uh, getting those messages from Big Fangio. I already think he's going to be this guy that teammates are going to rally around, respond to. The Bears feel like they have that leader, that captain on the offensive side of the ball with a young guy, Mitch Trubisky. I think Roquan is the Mitch Trubisky for this defense. I think I think people are immediately drawn to him because of his attitude, the way that he plays this game. So I think the Bears got themselves a very strong leader. We know Roquan Smith is going to bring a tremendous individual impact to the Chicago Bears. However, we do want to talk a little bit more about that team aspect and his leadership and the impact he can have on the Bears as a whole. Last year, the Bears had the 10th ranked defense. A lot of people outside of Bears Nation probably even don't even know that, but they only allowed 319 yards per game, and they were at ninth when it came to points per game. So the Bears overall were a top 10 unit on defense. They retained defensive coordinator Vic Fangio this offseason. Now they've added Roquan Smith. Will that addition allow them to field the top five defense in 2018? Boy, that's that's going to be a little difficult. And the reason I say that, and again, like like I talked about just a few minutes ago, that the fact is, since they didn't add much in terms of pass rushers, I'm a little leery on their ability to improve from a top 10 defense. We heard Vic Fangio last year. He even stated it uh, more than one time. And really this year after he got re-signed and came back to Chicago, he said those numbers mean nothing to him. He, he said if they really were a top 10 defense, they would have won far more games than they did. So he knows there's a lot of room for improvement. I think Roquan helps a ton, but you still need to see more from those pass rushers, maybe out of that six-round pick, Kylie, uh, Kylie Fitz from Utah. Maybe he can be that missing piece. Aaron Lynch came over as well. But a lot of pressure is going to be put on Leonard Floyd this year to produce. And so I don't think they're quite a top-five defense yet, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them fall back into the top ten this year. You're watching Breaking Bears with Matt Yurick of the Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports. I'm Kevin Boyler. We just broke down Roquan Smith from all angles. We're talking all things Chicago Bears, though, so continue to vote in that poll and continue to get your thoughts in on Roquan Smith. But we're going to change directions here and talk about some of these other rookies. Joey in the comment section wants to talk about Anthony Miller in particular, and so do I. I've got him right here in my notes. He was one of the Bears' second-round picks this year. 
year, pick number 51, and he set basically all of Memphis's receiving records while he was there. The Bears, they brought in Alan Hearns from free agency, but he's new and coming off an injury. Kevin White is coming off an injury. They brought in a tight end in Trey Burton, who's also new. So not a lot of chemistry with Mitchell Trubisky. My question for you, Matt, does that open the door for Anthony Miller to become Mitchell Trubisky's go-to target? And what's Miller's ceiling here with the Bears? Yeah, there is so many opportunities now for Anthony Miller to take over and be the guy for Mitch Trubisky. I love the selection. I think he is a great pick. Had the pleasure last week to speak with uh, Jordan uh, or Jonah Jordan from uh, our Memphis site here on 24-7 Sports. Gave me a ton of insight on Anthony Miller. He went to high school with Anthony. Has seen the entire progress of, of his young career so far. Miller, a walk-on at Memphis to end up breaking basically all of the school records, most of them held by Isaac Bruce. So that is great company to be in. I think Anthony Miller can be an absolute superstar in the league. I think he's that talented. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. And the thing I love about him, and it's hard to quantify, is the attitude. Anthony Miller wants to prove every single person wrong when he is out on the field, everyone who's ever doubted him. So I think you have to love that chip on his shoulder sort of mentality. We've seen comparisons to Antonio Brown. There have been comparisons to Steve Smith. And I love what he had to say about him. He was asked about him and he said, uh, he, he's just trying to be Anthony Miller. And he, he doesn't need those comparisons because he knows how talented he is. So I think Anthony Miller is going to be a guy that Chicago Bears fans fall in love with. And I think Mitch Trubisky is going to fall in love with him as well. I think you're right, and just to correct the record, I meant to say Allen Robinson, not Allen Hearns. Guess I got my former Jaguars receivers named Allen mixed up for a second there. But Allen Robinson joining the Jaguars or joining the Bears from the Jaguars in free agency this offseason. Okay, let's talk about another second-round pick, James Daniels. He's a center, and he was selected with the 39th overall pick, so 11 picks before Anthony Miller went to the Bears. He's a center with the flexibility to play guard. Last year and the season before that, the Bears had Cody Whitehair lined up as the starting center. They really like what they've got in him. So, Matt, where, what does that mean for James Daniels? What's his long-term fit with the Bears? Where do you see him getting on the field? Yeah, for the moment he was drafted, it everybody assumed, myself, many people in the media assumed that the decision was going to be you were going to move Cody Whitehair back to that left guard position, the position that he was drafted to play, and that James Daniels was going to slide in at center. Well, immediately that night after day two concluded, general manager Ryan Pace said they're going to start off uh, James Daniels at left guard. Uh, quote-unquote cross-train him at the center position. But I think they really like what they have in Cody Whitehair. S very strong rookie season for him. And then last year, st struggled a little bit out of the gate, but I think he, he got much stronger as the year went on. I think they want to keep that connection between him and Mitch Trubisky. So the thing is with Daniels, yes, moving from center to guard is an adjustment, not quite the same as adjustment as, say, moving from center to tackle or something like that. There's some little things he'll need to pick up, but I think Daniels is a talented enough offensive lineman that he should slot in just fine there. I think in the long run, he's probably going to be this team's starting left uh, left guard in, in the long run. I think they like Cody Whitehair enough at the center position. They don't want to mess with him anymore. Keep him there. Uh, don't worry about moving him, and I think Daniels is your long-term answer there at left guard. 
just want to talk a little bit more about center position briefly before we move on to the, your undrafted rookie to watch. Uh, because one of the commenters here uh, is asking, Esteban wants to know what happened to Hieronymus Grasso. This is, if I'm not mistaken, the third draft in four years that the Bears have used the day two pick on a center. Correct. Yeah, they've uh, well, and if you consider Cody Whitehair in that regard, because he was a guard, moved to center. But yeah, Grasso, he was taken in the third round there back in 2015. There were some high hopes because a lot of people loved his athleticism, what he can do, uh, particularly after the snap of the ball. He's really good at getting to the second level. But he missed all of the 2016 season with an ACL injury that he suffered in training camp. And so last year he was thrust to the side, spent most of his time as a reserve. I don't think the future is very bright for Gersu. He, he hasn't been able to get strong at the point of attack. That's been his biggest issue. The athleticism's there, but I, I, I don't see him having a long-term future in Chicago. Okay, as I promised, we're going to get Matt's undrafted rookie to watch. I think that's the best part about this time of year, the early offseason workouts, is you got all these guys in camp that no one's ever heard of, yet someone in that mix is going to become a household name. Someone will work their way out of the madness and become a big-time big contributor for these Chicago Bears. So, Matt, who's your pick? Which undrafted free agent at Chicago Bears rookie minicamp is generating the most buzz? The, the biggest name right now is Matt Fleming, uh, a guy who not a lot of people have really heard about up to this point. And the thing is with Fleming is he is a wide receiver who played at Benedictine University in Lyle, Illinois, which is uh, a Division three school. And he came in, he left, he left Benedictine early. Uh, actually, which is a surprise. Not a whole lot of guys leave Division Three football early to make a uh, to make that jump into the NFL. But he's betting on himself. Came into training or the mini camp this past weekend as a tryout player only. Did enough to even Matt Nagy mentioned him the other day after practice. So to have the head coach of your football team make comments about you, saying that you were someone who stood out, that's a huge, great sign for him. Kids got tremendous speed and and that's everything I've, I've read about him and, and have known about him the fact that he's from the chicagoland area played at simeon uh there he's he's going to be the guy that fans are going to fall in love with i think there's an outside chance that, that he makes the roster because of that speed he's got some kick return experience which is which is another thing that chicago really uh needs to improve on so i think fleming is definitely the guy who who's getting all the publicity right now and rightfully so well, how about some publicity for John Franklin III? This was an interesting story. Uh, former, I guess you could say, star from Last Chance U, the show on Netflix, all about uh, East Mississippi Community College, uh, where players in Division One football who fall out of, uh, you know, the good graces with their D1 teams and need a last chance, I guess you could say, to actualize their football dreams. Uh, that's where they go, and it ended up being a wildly, wildly popular show. And John Franklin III, who was on the show during season one, was recently signed by the Chicago Bears. So just a little background on him. He originally was recruited to play quarterback at FSU, transferred to East Mississippi, where he became the star on the show, was the backup quarterback then at Auburn during the 2016 season, and then he spent a grad transfer year last year at FAU playing under Lane Kiffin. He signed with the Bears as a defensive back slash kick returner after 
converting to wide receiver for his final year of college. So this guy's been all over the place. What are the chances of James Franklin III sticking with the Chicago Bears? And if so, in what capacity? Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough with him. And in a lot of ways, it's similar to Fleming in the sense that he's a very fast guy. He's also someone you could expect to be an impact player in the return game. And that's the hope with him. There were rumors out there prior to him uh, running his 40 time at his pro day because he, he was not invited to the combine. There was a video that said he ran a 4.19 40-yard dash time, which he ended up running like a 4.4 somewhere around there, which is still a very, very respectable time, but not the 4.19 that uh, was first floated about out there with him. But I think that's the best spot for him is as a kick returner, if, if you had ever watched the, the show, if you ever watched Last Chance U, John Franklin III is, does not lack confidence. He is a brash kid who believes he's the best player on the field. Didn't quite work out at Florida State, obviously. Didn't work out at Auburn as a quarterback. Made that move to wide receiver. Didn't really do a whole lot as a wide receiver either. But there's no doubt there's talent there. He's, he's a very talented athletic kid. So if you think you can mold him, I, I don't think he eventually makes a 53-man roster. But I think he makes a lot of sense as a practice squad player. If you think you could uh, mold him and groom him in, into possibly being a safety or a corner and eventually also being some sort of kick returner for you would be an absolutely wild ride if he went from quarterback to wide receiver to defensive back slash kick returner and actually made it in the NFL. It'd be a true testament to his athletic ability. I know a lot of Bears fans and a lot of fans of the show are rooting for Franklin the rest of the way. So it's that time of the show. This show, Breaking Bears, everyone is waiting for. The phone lines are officially open. If you've got a question for Matt, please drop it in the comment section or right now dial that number 615-422-5240. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get a call from one of the loyal Bears fans out there directly to Matt. In the meantime, I'll jump in the comment section while we're waiting for that uh, phone line to buzz. And we've got a big debate going on between uh, Jared and and some other folks fill in the comment section. They want to know who's going to start at the right tackle position and is Jordan Morgan just a camp body or is he going to get involved there? Well, I think at this point that Bobby Massey, he's going to be your starting right tackle. Chicago's done very little to bolster that position. And in terms of Jordan Morgan, he's list, he was listed as a right tackle. He, he was drafted as a right tackle in 2017. Missed all of last year with an injury, kind of an undisclosed injury. It was kind of used as like a red shirt year for him uh, last season. They still think he's probably better suited to play guard. It's going to be an uphill battle for him to make this roster. I just, I don't see him as a right tackle because I don't feel like he has the, I, I think he's much better when he's confined within a space. I don't think he works very well when he's on an island. So uh, Bobby Massey's going to be the guy. I know not a lot of people want to hear that, but I think that's just the way it's going to work out. The phone lines are just starting to buzz, but our timing is a little bit off. We missed both of, those, both of those calls while Matt was answering the question. But don't worry, we've got one right here, so let's go right to it. All right, you're live on the air watching Breaking Bears with Matt Yurick and Kevin Boiler, myself. What's your name and what's your question for Matt? And uh, I got a question about the division. I feel like the division is, like, wide open because, in my opinion, a couple teams are on the decline in the NFC North, except for Minnesota. 
The Packers and the Lions, I mean, yeah, the Packers got two corners in the draft, but I rapidly can see the Lions and the Packers declining because the Lions haven't done anything since they got Matt Patricia. And I and I don't really think the Packers, their new staff, have done anything much. Do you see the NFC North wide open for the Bears to go above 500 and probably take the division? Great. Yeah, the real, the real challenge is going to be the Vikings. Well, what's your opinion? It's a great question. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, it's the Vikings are just very good, and I think there's no denying that. That defense, very strong there. Adding Kirk Cousins to the mix is going to make life much more difficult for the Bears. I, I think people sort of misjudge Kirk Cousins. I still think he's a really solid quarterback. I agree with your point about Green Bay. I think they, they haven't done enough. That defense is still a little suspect. And sure, adding adding a pair of cornerbacks in this year's draft, too high quarterbacks in this year's draft cornerbacks will help them but in the long run the fact is they have Aaron Rodgers and it's hard to beat Aaron Rodgers Detroit yes I agree in that point too I don't feel like they've made major strides but they've still been one of the NFC North's most consistent teams over the course of the last few seasons I want to be shocked I, I had in our bold predictions that we did in in the NFC North that I believe the Bears could probably have a winning season I just don't think they're going to get into the playoffs just yet they're not that good quite yet we have a few more minutes here if we want to try to get some more calls into matt i know i'd love to field some calls from matt but our number is 615-422-5240 please give us a buzz and we'll patch your question through to matt in the meantime i'm checking out the comment section for some more questions and i see one here will the bears be good enough to have a positive turnover margin or actually we're getting a call right now, so let's go to the caller. All right. Oh, ooh, we're getting some mad feedback here. Please, if you can give me your name and your question. He left. All right, the question about the turnover margin. <laughs> Will the Bears have a positive one this year? I, I think it should at least progress. We saw that last year they got a little bit better in that department. Defense was actually able to take the football away at a little higher clip than they did the previous two years. Chicago was so good at taking the football away during that Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Charles Tillman era uh, with, with Lovie Smith, you know, running the show there as the head coach. They, they sort of got away from it uh, up until really last year. We saw Eddie Jackson make some plays on the football. We saw Kyle Fuller do some things as well. So I think there's a strong chance you see a little more positive on the, the plus plus minus turnover margin, I think you're going to see less of Mitch Trubisky trying to force things. Uh, hopefully, his touchdown to interception ratio is is a much better balance. Last year, he threw seven touchdowns and seven picks. So I do think the pieces are in place for this defense to take the football away and for Trubisky to protect the football better than he did a year ago. Kevin Clark in the comments section, who I tried to call out or shout out earlier and uh, couldn't find his name. I'll give him the shout out now. He said, we may have a top 10 D, but turnovers is where we lack. So we'll see if they can come through with that. Let's get one more phone call in here. All right, you're on Breaking Bears Live. What's your name and what's your question for Matt? Hey, Matt, uh, this is Michael Collins. And I recently heard an interview with John Franklin here before the draft and there was nothing stating that he was going to be a DB. Uh, he was talking all wide receiver. Do you have any question or any answers to this? Matt, how did he wind up playing defensive back? I'm just as clueless as our caller is. 
Hey, I'm I'm with Michael, and I know Michael is a fervent follower and, and listens and watches a lot of the shows, so I appreciate him calling in today. Yeah, it is interesting. It's weird. The Bears listed him as a defensive back. They In the press release today, they called him a defensive back. I don't understand it either. The wide receiver thing made more sense. Uh, maybe it's just a formality. I Truly, I think they just feel that he's – He's a really good option to be a kick returner, and they have a loaded wide receiver unit right now. They have a lot of guys that they've brought in, a lot of new faces. So maybe they feel like you can, with a guy like Ed Donatel, the secondary coach, that he can build this, build him up possibly. But yeah, I'm just as perplexed as you, Michael. I didn't think that he was going to be signing as a defensive back, just given the background that uh, he's been an offensive player since he, he stepped on foot there at Florida State. I'm not sure what it means either other than he's a super good athlete and the Bears will take super good athletes at this point in the offseason. Speaking of super good athletes, what about legendary ones? Let's take one final look at this poll. We asked you guys, Roquan Smith will be the next dot, 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 Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Mike Singletary, or Dick Buckkiss. Well, the fans have spoken. They think they're going to be the next, he's going to be the next Urlacher. Matt, where do you stand? Roquan Smith, the next who? I'm, I'm sticking with my initial prediction. I think Roquan is the next Lance Briggs, and that is not a bad thing whatsoever. I know Lance isn't a Hall of Famer. He's not at that level of Urlacher, Singletary, or Butkus, but I think, I think you end up with a really, really good player if Roquan Smith ends up being Lance Briggs. Lance Briggs was great for many years. Bears fans remember him fondly. I think they would be happy to get another Lance Briggs. If he turns out to be an Urlacher, that's wonderful. If he's a Singletary or a Buckkiss, holy cow, you know, stop the presses. It's an all-new era of Bears football. So we're all excited for that possibility, and we're all rooting for Roquan Smith and the rest of the rookies that we broke down today. Maybe next edition of Breaking Bears, we talk about some of the veterans. What do you say? Sounds good to me. All right, Matt. You're one of the best in the business. I know you're very busy, so we're going to let you go. But thank you for stopping by on this very crucial episode of Breaking Bears. Hey, thanks as always. I appreciate it, Kev. All right. We're going to break it down here. End the show. Let Matt go. Hey, make sure you're following Matt on Twitter. And make sure when you're on the Facebook page, Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports, you're liking, sharing, commenting doing all the things that you can to interact with our content because that's the only way our content gets better and reaches a larger audience. So make sure you're doing all those things. And when you find yourself inside one of Matt's articles, make sure you're signing up for the newsletter so you get all that Breaking Bears news directly to your inbox. That's the best way to do it, isn't it, folks? And if you want to, you can absolutely follow me on Twitter and Facebook as well. Just search my name, Kevin Boylard, on either platform. Follow me. Send me a DM. Let's chat. Bears, NFL, anything, life, whatever's on your mind, I'm down to just talk. So please send me a message. And if you want to talk to other Bears fans and fans of other NFL teams, well, we've got the place for you. It's called NFL Fans on 24-7 Sports. Search it on Facebook. It's the best group to talk. And keep this conversation that we're having right now on this live video Keep it going into the offseason, all offseason, and into next season. That's where the conversation will be going down, so make sure you're there. Okay, I think that breaks down all, uh, completes all the promotions I had to give. Now time for the thank yous. Of course, thank you to Matt Yurick for appearing on the show and doing such a great job. He always does. 
you got to follow this guy. He's so good. And a big thank you, of course, to our video team here at 24-7 Sports. Mike, the producer, working hard, holding it down on his own while A.A. Ron Grisham enjoys his honeymoon. I'm Kevin Boylard. For Matt Yurick, the rest of the 24-7 Sports team, make sure you're keeping it locked right here where we're talking your team all the time.